You're with Clement Magnatella on 702. Live streaming countrywide on the Prime Media Plus app. Yes, TV channel 856. 92.7 and 106FM. Seven minutes after nine o'clock. Du Melang. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Clement Magnatella Show. It's great to have you with us here on 702. We love being in your company. I hope you're well this morning. And I'm wishing you all the best with all your plans today. We start with the 702 open line on 011-883-0702. That's the number to dial. You can send us a WhatsApp voice note on 072-702-1702. 702. Let's walk the talk. Hey guys, you have another Etoll's promise. Yay! I love elections. I really do. I love elections because they're these things that always at the right time they're said and they are said in a particular way to make you believe the war is over. The battle has been won. This is what Panyazali Sufi said, the Gauteng Premier, last night, as he was delivering the State of the Province address. All of us now have reached an agreement that by the 31st of March this year, the formal process to switch off and dealing ETOLs will begin and ETOLs will be history in our province. The Minister of Finance will elaborate on this subject. <laughs> the formal process will begin how long does that process take because the the impression that politicians always want to give you is it's done it's done i'm not kidding you what did he say last year abel when he was delivering his state of the province address didn't he create an impression that their pro this is done etos are the thing of the a thing of the past is that not what he said at SOPA last year? Together with national government, we are on the verge of agreeing on all matters that will finally allow us to gazette the switching off of the countries, but most importantly, to agree on the debt repayment methods and money collected from paying customers, as well as funds not collected from non-paying customers. We are of the strong view this chapter this part of history in our province will now be finally buried and will continue with our lives without each of in this province. <laughs> oh, I love politicians. Again, when you heard that last year, did you think that by the same time this year, we still want to be talking about processes? I can play you many clips. In fact, I've got, how many other clips do we have, Abel? About four other clips where the premier of Gauteng has come out. Etoles, thing of the past. And the impression they always want to create to you is, oh, this is done in the next week, in the next month, in the next six months. Here we are. And he tells us the process starts in March. Again, the impression they're trying to create is that the gantries are falling. Hashtag Gantries are falling in March. I bet you that's not going to be the case. That's why he's phrasing it to say the process begins in March. 
Because he himself knows that the process may take another year or whatever. But we're in an election year, right? It's an election ploy that often comes every time before in an election year. But that's okay. Now, I was listening to the news at 7 a.m. And I heard some members of the opposition parties responding to the State of the Province address. And I just thought, my goodness. We live in a country where I think our opposition leaders don't entirely understand their responsibility as opposition members. Whether opposition members of the provincial legislature or in the National Assembly or just opposition leaders that may not be represented in 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 the in the in the national assembly or the provincial legislature or in the council in the councils at local government and that made me think about the role of opposition in a democracy like ours yes the definition by definition opposition means resistance or dissent but is that the sole role of the opposition i don't think so i don't think our opposition parties must exist only to oppose i think they must care about the development of this country so if there are projects or programs or legislation that advances that development they should support that because the bigger picture is we want a better south africa and yes our opposition parties have done that sometimes and maybe you could argue most times but sometimes they just want to oppose for the sake of opposing it's actually quite cringeworthy sometimes They will say the most laziest of things because they want to be seen to be tough and challenging whatever the ANC minister or politician said. Listen to this woman I had this morning. What's her name, Eva? Vuyiswa from Raizam Zanzi. Listen to what she said. I had her on the Eyewitness News Bulletin this morning responding to the SOPA by the Premier Panyaza Lisufi. It's very problematic to me that we have entered an era where it's more important to do PR and propaganda than actually deliver. Let's talk about jobs as well. We have 2.2 million young people that are not in employment, education or training. The Premier is unable to provide any plan or guidance about how we're going to fix structural issues of transformation. But that's, that's not true, right? You're creating an impression as if the Premier just lost over the issue of unemployment. If there's one thing, criticize Banyaza all you want. If there's one thing he's focused on, this man, is the issue of jobs. Crime. You can argue whether his plans are working or not. But to want to claim that even in his State of the Nation address, he didn't, he didn't address the structural issues of unemployment, that's what he normally focuses most. I've got his speech here with me. But the impression opposition want to create is, oh, he doesn't even... No care about unemployment. That's why there's no, there's no plan to deal with. But that's not true, ma'am. And I think you're doing your constituency a disservice by creating untruths just so that you can be seen to be opposing. Because, oh, that's what opposition parties are supposed to do. When are we going to have a constructive opposition in this country? Yes. Opposition members must hold government accountable, must hold their fellow opposition members are, I mean fellow leaders or in government or a party that is governing accountable I'm not trying to suggest here they must point oh they did amazing things here thank you to the ANC for this and this that's not what I'm suggesting but I'm saying sometimes I've had the 
the laziest of arguments coming from opposition leaders because all they want to see in the mandate they got from their parties is get in there and oppose him. Whether he announced an incredible project that's going to change lives, it doesn't matter. Oppose it. That is so lazy. That is, like, that lacks the interest in developing this nation. And unfortunately, that's where our opposition is. Listen to what Solim Simanga said. We've been told about, uh, you know, the panic buttons. Last year we were told that the panic buttons within three months of the announcement that the system will be up and running. Now we are being told that by April we will start the process of rolling it out. Who's fooling who here? So that's what Salim Simango was saying um, last night. And you know, there's actually a longer clip of Soli that I want to table because in it, that's where Solim Simanga makes a number of claims. And I went back to the speech and I even spoke to, you know, people in the government who were listening to the speech, whether in opposition or in the government here. But did the, did the Premier did really not address this or did he really make this claim? But the broader point I'm trying to raise here is that I feel like sometimes in this country, we have opposition members sometimes that are not even coherent because all they care about is to oppose. What do you think is our state of opposition politics in this country? What do you think is the caliber of opposition members as we speak? Like, and, and do you expect opposition leaders to always be factual? Or, or do you accept that, oh, it's political speech, Clement, don't be dramatic. All opposition leaders or opposition members are always going to twinkle with the truth a little bit. Maybe I'm being dramatic in that I expect more of the leaders in the provincial legislature or in the National Assembly or any leader of a political party that represents a constituency. I'm not convinced by the idea that political leaders can just make frivolous statements because, oh, it's political speech, grow up. No, don't make untruths. Don't change the truth. You can still be an opposition leader by still maintaining the truth. Is that the kind of opposition members we have in this country? 011-883-0702. The WhatsApp line is 072-702-1702. Let me know your thoughts. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Manyatela on 702. So, Sidi was passing here and I said, come in here. Because I want to get her thoughts on this as someone who's been following <laughs> politics all of her life. Am I being dramatic? Unlucky me. <laughs> I passed by and I got dragged into the studio. Um, I think you're, you're, I disagree with you going, oh, you asked the truth. Mm. They're politicians. So we know that they're not honest individuals. Uh-huh. Full stop. That's number one. Should we accept that as the constituency? So if I'm a member... No, we've got the right to of... demand better of them. Uh-huh. I would never say I demand the truth from a politician. I think, again, that argument for me is silly. But I expect you to be, to think a little bit more, right? To have a little bit of imagination, to be more nuanced in your judgment. Vuisa Ramokhopa saying unemployment is also really ironic because in that room, part of the fight was about Amapanyaza, which was an employment initiative. So there's the irony behind that is that, come on, the reality is that there's, the, the, these things do exist. Panyaza, you're correct. His big trope since being appointed premier. I remember you and I laughing last year when we did How first. How ambitious some of the plans were. The ambitious employment plans. Yeah. So 
to say that it's not there is unfair. I think that our politicians, and so the reason why you see so many people seem to be disenfranchised or disengaged from our politics, that we have an opposition that's really, like, I always say our parties are duds. That's not thinking hard enough. Um, that's not presenting its arguments strongly enough. Mm. It is opposing just to oppose. Mm. One does want a constructive criticism. And also, where there are avenues to agree, please, by all for goodness sake, say it. You can even question modalities. For instance, for me, we spoke yesterday about the DA's manifesto. The DA's manifesto, if you read the issues about load shedding, by and large, some of those plans are government's plans. Um, unbundling. Unbundling. The IPPs, um, the issue of having provinces have their own, procure their own uh, power. Whether Mantashe amended that in 2020 for municipalities to do the same. So mm. those ideas are not new. They're there. You but can they'll never acknowledge mm, that this mm. government has started the so process. That they started the process. It's a question of political will to make sure it's done. You mm. can critique imp- the, the, the implementation, implementation, mm. which is why I'm saying for me, it's often a lack of imagination about what you're putting I, across. I honestly yawn. We were at, in parliament together. Yes. And we were, in fact, we were standing next to each other after the president delivered Sona. You were live on Eyewitness News. I was live on 702. That's part of the process that bores me the most about Parliament. The feedback. The feedback. Because you know they'll never because say Because I know what good. they're going to say. And I'm not like expecting them to... Like everybody criticizes Tintuano equally. I'm not equally. expecting them to praise the president. It's a lack of nuance. But I'm expecting you to be rational as a, a lack politician. of nuance. Take your constituency seriously. Stop being so lazy in... Mm. No, there's no Tintuano. No, I mean, you know, Athol Trollip for me gave yes, the best criticism yes, of a Tintuano. yes. Because it was so contextual, he recognizes so what's been said. He recognized what was said, and then says, on, 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 "On what is real?" And then says, "In the, in the Eastern Cape, what is yeah. real? The Tinsola there doesn't have a job." And I'm like, "I appreciate that. It's so contextual. This is a man who thought, not someone who, who came out because they want to be on the radio, on television. No, the president said nothing." Oh, yeah, we do have a problem, so but boring, again, man. the constituency seeing it, Clement. The way we approach elections that we are concerned about. The way we participate in the democracy that the IEC is concerned about, yeah. in part, is based on the actions of lastly, our political parties. Lastly, and yeah. then I'm going to go to the calls. We've seen examples where opposition parties have actually said, government, we want to work with you. For me, I was impressed with the EFF during the COVID-19. Oh, yeah. Because for the first time I saw their poster change, the, the posture change, where they were supporting government initiatives. And that doesn't mean they were not criticizing government when they were doing wrong. Mm. But they recognize that we are all the here in uncharted territory. This moment calls for unity. Julius Malema even said, I'm going to get my members of parliament to contribute money. They were contributing more to the Solidarity Front. Can what did I the DA you? do? Can I tell you, during that period, I was looking for Julius Malema. And I remember saying to him, oh, I'm looking for a quick interview. And he said to me, Tini, now's not the time. We as opposition have no business diluting the picture. Allow government and the scientists to do their jobs. There was a lot of maturity. In fact, think about it. The issue around the Middle East conflict, that's another avenue where you're finding that they find each other. They disagree. They very land. Mm-hmm. They disagree. Um, but there are moments where they find each other. Where we have a problem mm-hmm. is that they don't do so well enough or long enough to push mm-hmm. the needle in the right direction. All right. Um, oh, are you, are you shooting me out of your office? I'm going to talk Thank about the DA. Your time is out. <laughs> okay, let's go to Mzuvele in Pretoria. Mzuvele, good morning. Hi, Clement. Uh, Clement, I just want to push back on you as a political leader. I'm a political uh, leader? I'm a political oh, leader. Oh, as a political leader, yes. Go ahead. Yes. I just want to tell you something which I find out as a new organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I want you media to 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 look at it. There is mm-hmm. a correlation between 
uh, political funding and the media. Mm-hmm. The political party that gets funding is them who are paraded at the media, who are given interview at the expense of political party who genuinely represent the, mm. the, 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 the interests of the people. Mm. We have said as a political party, we're, gonna, we're not going to participate in this election simply because people of South Africa have been failed by us. What's your political party? It's South African mass movement, so not SAMU. SAMU, okay. Yes. So what is important, Clement, is to look at the state of our our democracy. In order for you to understand the democracy, you must understand your role as a citizen. Then everything is going to be easy. Because you're going to end up criticizing what is not supposed to be criticized. Mm -hmm. You're going to end up you're going to end up not having the opportunity to speak because you are not funded by Oppenheimers and so on. Mm, no, got you. Mvuzele. So you think it's a prerequisite then sometimes opposition parties think it's a prerequisite to be negative and oppose every idea. Uh, Leslie in Johannesburg, good morning. Uh, hi, Clement. Hey, go ahead. Yes, yes, uh, thank you. Yeah, you're spot on. Um, uh, you know, uh, opposing for the sake of just opposing is, is not right. Um, you, you're quite right. I do concur with uh, your statement. Uh, um, people are, uh, unfortunately, I, I think that let me warn the public uh, to a certain extent that people have got agendas. Unfortunately, they're not objective. Um, I am, I'm, not, I'm not saying maybe that the lady didn't mean well, but if you look at um, Raisin Zandri having been given 15 million by, I think, the granddaughter of Oppenheimer. Uh, so I, I don't know what the agenda is, but um, Banyaza is, is, is has. But did Rebecca say to them, go yeah. oppose everything, everything that they do? I'm funding you. I don't yeah. think that's how funders well, well, operate. Well, 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 here's my experience, uh, um, and uh, that's why I mean I used to never get involved, mm. and and I would believe what people would say on TV, politicians, up until I got involved and I started to understand what happens in the background. Mm. Uh, people have got agendas. Um, they, they're, not, they're not principled, and, and that mm. is the problem. That's they're it. not principled. They, mm. yeah. yeah. So I wanted to say, the thing is, I've interviewed Song Ezo, Zibi, for instance, mm. on the, many times, and I feel like he's actually, he's a rational leader, right? He's, he will tell you where the problems are, but he'll also, he's not a leader that's going to come and say, the ANC has done nothing. You know, there, there are people who come who believe that, that they'll come into the ANC has done nothing since since 1994. I mean, that is so unfactual, yeah. and it's actually but, but, you are embarrassing yourself by making that statement. Yeah. He's not the I, kind I, I, of leader that would say that. But there are many yeah. opposition leaders who feel they can say that, even when they know yeah. it's not factual, because to them, it, it, it positions them as this um, rigorous, you know, um, fierce and, opposition leader so that let, is let, going let, against the ANC. Let, let, let me be more transparent and let you in so that I'm, I'm not guilty of the same thing that I seem to be accusing people. Mm. Uh, I, uh, personally, uh, not, uh, not personally in terms of uh, as a person, but uh, uh, Vuisa was quite involved in the property uh, sector and, and before she joined politics. And, and, and the, uh, the narrative that she was pushing was for me was not uh, definitely not transformation and when, when i saw her join rising zanzi so so i i did like and whatever but all i'm saying is uh, i i'm skeptical about okay. uh, 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 people's uh, uh, sincere 
uh, um, I mean, uh, whatever they stand for, but, but I don't, I don't find them very sincere. Okay, Leslie, I got you. And guys, I don't want us to make this about Vuyiswa, please. I think Vuyiswa is an incredible political leader. I've seen her speak a number of times in Dry Zimzanti. I'm like, oh, there's someone here, breath of fresh air. Right, so I don't want this to be made about now we're criticizing and we're zoning in on her. I'm using her as an example of, and I can criticize her when I think she's being irrational. And I'm using her, a plagiarist solist clip that I've been fact checking here against facts, and I'm trying to argue. These are some of the examples. There are many I could play for you where opposition leaders think they just need to oppose. Ooh, Kosiam, it's actually quite embarrassing. That's why people don't know what to, who to vote for. Because all they're hearing from you, yeah, 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 even things are not making sense. They're not hearing a contextual, rational assessment of what government is doing right or wrong. They're hearing an opposition that just wants to scream at the top of their voice just to be seen to be opposing because to them, an opposition leader must just oppose no matter what. Come on. We can do better than that. It's 9.31. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clemens Magnatella. On 702. It's 24 minutes before 10 o'clock. Let's go on all in Midrand. Good morning. Morning, morning, my Major. Good morning to you. Sure, sure, man. Go ahead. Yes, Madam Major, listen, it's not like when we talk about this lady, we're bashing her. But if it's like information, as a political leader, you need to verify the information before you come and put it out, uh, especially in the media. You understand? We all know what Panyaza has been doing. We all know. We all know. I myself, I would not vote for the ANC. You understand? But let me tell you this. I would vote for Panyaza. On, on, on the province, because I think we need we need continuation. You understand? The guy has already started with good programs. I mean, how many families? I myself know know a couple of families that's got what they call the green beans, amabanyaza. Uh, uh, people calling them names. I know some families that's got those people that have been that's got those opportunities and they turn around their family. At least their families be, is able to eat now. So. The guy has been doing, he's doing well as a leader. Mm. I would not vote for the ANC, but I'm forced to vote for the ANC provincial because my, my, my party that, that I want to vote for hasn't put anyone provincially that I'll vote for. But I know that I'll vote for them at MK at the, at the uh, national, <laughs> but I wouldn't vote for them. Vote the MK Code National. Yes, he voted MK Gonishna. I grew up, I grew up, I grew up under under MK, so under ANC in the MK. So yeah. MK, I, I, How old I, I are you, Lisa Olulu? Are you a veteran? Are you a stalwart? You can, you are you 32? You can call me. <laughs> no, my man, I look 32, by the way. How I look old 32, are you? But I, I turned 45 this year, my man. Oh, okay. I was one of those young militant uh, uh, boys uh, in Because Bokal Nihaus, remember there was a time Bokal Nihaus where we're walking around with uh, apparently former MK members and the guys looked my age and I was just like, what's going on here? Thank you for your contribution, buddy. Sabelo in Cape Town, what are your thoughts? Morning, Chairman, and morning to uh, 702 Land. Hmm. Listen, man, um, I think TD makes a very good point um, You know, to say that we should probably listen to politicians uh, and exercise a, a measure of caution. Hmm. 
um, you know, because of, you know, the, the incentive that they have to sometimes uh, mischaracterize realities and to also campaign in an election season like now. So that's the first thing that I, I, I think we need to um, uh, exercise in this period. Uh, I also think this, this discussion, in fact, probably requires a little bit more time than just, uh, you know, in the open line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can have, you know, um, uh, even opposition members themselves uh, and analysts and mm-hmm. so on, who can, so we can have a, a more enriching discussion. But more directly to your, to, to your point, uh, for me, I, I think it's a, a consequence of where we are in the maturing of our democracy. Mm. Um, in that right now, we seem to be expecting, to my mind, we seem to be expecting a lot more from our politicians than what many or most of them are able to actually do, what, what capacity they actually have. You know, the capacity for saying that, look, here's the reality, here's the objective reality, and I, as an opposition member, these are our proposals to take things forward mm. and not just looking at the negatives alone. Mm. And I think right now we have not yet gotten into that kind of, uh, we have, our, polit- our opposition politicians have not yeah. yet gotten into that space. And frankly, it's, it's not just the opposition politicians. In fact, even governing party politicians themselves has been guilty of the same. Absolutely. Such as in many instances where opposition has at times proposed solutions that can help the, the, mm-hmm. the whole infrastructure. Mm. They themselves have been the ones to say, no, 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 we mm. reject your, we reject your idea. And then once, once whatever parliamentary or council process has been done, they then come back and table the very The thing. same thing. It's happened before. It's happened so many, many times, times where the day comes I, I with think. a sustainable solution or the EFF and they'll say no for the sake of saying no, only for them to bring it back in the, <laughs> in the, in the legislature exactly. a few days or a few weeks later. Sabelo, thank you for your contribution and thank you for your suggestion that we should have a more nuanced conversation at some point and not just leave it on the open line. We'll try to dedicate some time to talk about the state of the opposition in this country. Uh, good morning, Clem. You know, I, I agree with you. For me, I'm even tired of listening to oppo- to opposition parties, man. Uh, I'm waiting for the day where opposition parties will also come and say, in the five years that we've been opposing this party or the last election, this is what we have, we've actually done and achieved. You know, where they can speak about what they have achieved and done for the people. You know, but none of them speak on, on, on those topics. It's always no, no, no to what the, the current party uh, suggests or puts up uh, to the fore. So, I. Good morning, Clement. This is Matlazi from Pretoria. I think you're being hard on the opposition, seriously. What about the majority of us that are marginalized by the ruling party? We're also responsible for the change in our own lives. I mean, maybe if we vote DA, empower it. In five years, if it doesn't do what we have mandated it to do, then we can change it up. But we can't put all the responsibility on the opposition. We are responsible for putting these people that are incompetent in power. And then we want to blame opposition. How does that work? Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Manyatela on 702. Ten minutes before 10 o'clock. We'll continue with your calls uh, and your WhatsApps in a moment. Sfiso Zulu 
was running breaking news at 9.30 about Johannesburg motorists that are being urged to now stay clear of the M1 North near the Crown Interchange following reports of roadside robberies that are targeting motorists. If you were affected by this, I'd like you to give us a call, please, on 011-8830702. Apparently, there's a group of gun-wielding criminals that are exploiting the morning gridlock and they were committing robberies on drivers at gunpoint along the M2 off-ramp. My understanding is that this is what happened this morning. There was a distressed motorist uh, that told Eyewitness News that there was chaos on the route. We've got Kolani Fihla now, who is the spokesperson for the JMPD. Kolani, thanks for making time for us. What's going on uh, there in the south? What, what can you share with us? Well, good morning to you, Clement. And let me also take the opportunity to greet the listeners. Uh, yes, so we've been brought to attention by this incident. Uh, there's a voice note that has been uh, going around and also saw an ex-feed from uh, Yusuf Abramji. Speaking of this incident of uh, unknown men with firearms who uh, have uh, allegedly robbed motorists uh, who are carrying on traffic on the M1 at the Crown Interchange. And after receiving this information, of course, we did uh, send our tactical response unit. Uh, they are currently searching for the suspect, uh, but uh, no one has been found and uh, no victims as well have been found. And that's why we are urging anyone who was involved in this incident, especially the victims, to immediately report it and open a criminal case at the police station so it can be investigated. But I can say that JMPD, have, uh, uh, we have sent uh, um, our officers there. We've got the freeway patrol and uh, the tactical response unit, which is uh, searching around if we can find any evidence or anything that can lead us to mm-hmm. the apprehension of these uh, suspects. Okay, so just to, to be clear, these are criminals that were taking advantage of the gridlock traffic this morning uh, because it was um, bumper to bumper. They thought there's no way the motorists can escape. So they took um, advantage of that situation. Uh, from uh, what we were gathering from uh, that voice note and from the ex-feed, uh, it's uh, what you're exactly saying, uh, uh, Clement. Do yeah. you know if this has happened elsewhere before? I'm just trying to figure out if there's a trend, if our listeners need to be aware whenever they're in bumper-to-bumper traffic, if they need to lock their windows, lock their doors, because there's probably a trend here where criminals are taking advantage of gridlock traffic and now you know, robbing them. Uh, on, on the freeways, uh, it's uh, quite rare, and it's uh, actually the, the first time we're hearing of something like this. But uh, I, I do know we do have uh, some smash and grab incidences uh, within the city, especially at gridlocked intersection of main arterials, but not on the freeway. And uh, we have uh, uh, made ways of uh, dealing with, with such incidences uh, through high visibility patrols, and we have seen the decrease of smash and grabs within the city of mm. Joburg. But now we are seeing that uh, these uh, uh, suspects and criminals are now moving uh, to the freeway. We know that the M1 does get gridlocked with people coming mm. from the south of Joburg into the inner city and moving towards Santon. So it is an area of concern. And uh, since it has been brought to our attention, officers will definitely look into it. My goodness. Um, uh, listeners are already sending us pictures um, of what transpired this morning. And you can see these gentlemen just walking in between cars. Um, and continuing with, with, with that robbery. Thank you for making time for us. Kolani Fihla speaks on behalf of the JMPD. Um, Irene says, Clement, the M1 seems to be a soft spot these days for thieves. This is not the first time. Police are needed to pat- patrol uh, the M1. Another one says, hi, Clement. Yes, it's true. I was in that traffic this morning and I witnessed it. I was 
uh, shaken up, but they passed my vehicle. Uh, they went to all the cars behind me and robbed them. My goodness. I mean, how s- Can you imagine when you are stuck in a vehicle? There's no way out. It's not like you can drive and escape. And these people are coming with these weapons. Gun-wielding criminals. And in the morning, most parents are taking their children to school. I mean, they're trauma on those kids. Let's be safe out there, guys. It's five minutes before 10. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Maniatella on 702. Morning, Clement. You You are so right. If we had good opposition parties... We should have, uh, we, we, we were never going to uh, have all the mess that we are having in our municipalities. Opposition parties have just taken a wrong route altogether. They just make noise, nothing's happening, and go back to parliament and sit there and make noise. That's it. That's what we are always watching. Opposition parties with their manifestos, even even with their manifestos, I could just hear that there's nothing in these manifestos. They are not talking about themselves. They are just saying things that are, you know, they are in a race to say, I want to be a president. How can it be? Morning, Clement, JG from Pretoria. As a former teacher, I just want to draw an analogy between the opposition parties and um, the general classroom situation. When in a classroom, you don't really hear about the people who are doing their work and making things happen. It's the troublemakers who are constantly getting our attention. And I feel like the same is true in our politics. The troublemakers are the ones that are constantly getting the attention. And where things work, these things are just silently kind of let go because it works and we don't have to pay attention to it that's all i have to say have a good day hey clement and the listeners um i think you know with regards to the state of opposition parties in the country i mean all you have to do is just think about the fact that it's a very real um possibility that in may anc will get that 51 percent you know it's a very it's a fear but it's not just a fear it's actually a very real possibility that you know, the ANC is going to govern for another five years. Um, that just tells you everything you need to know about the state of opposition parties in this country. The ANC can do whatever the hell they want. And they're probably still, you know, going to get that 51%. That tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, look, and again, I'm not saying that our opposition parties need to be mentioning the wonderful things that the ANC has done. That's not their job. Uh, the ANC has been elected in government, and when you elect a party in government, there are expectations and there are responsibilities on the other side as well. So I'm not saying praise a fish for swimming, but I'm saying don't create untruths. Don't make irrational, flimsy statements that don't make sense because you are trying so hard to impress Helen Zilla or John Stian Hazen or Cyril Ramaphosa or Julius Malema, whoever your leader is, because, oh, they must see that you were fierce against Panyaza. So you end up saying things that don't even make sense, that are embarrassing even for yourself. So if you want to criticize something, find the context. Huh? Say that, okay, Panyaza has gone to 
create jobs through these programs. But here's what is wrong with these programs. So here's how we think these programs can be administered. But some people don't want that. They, they, for them, if it means they must come lie or somehow, you know, move around facts so that they fit them and the message they're trying to send out there. I don't know. Maybe you are a different. I, I just, I get embarrassed. I cringe because I'm like, what are you talking about? Like you're embarrassing yourself. Like be more contextual. Huh? Like be rational. Don't be a lazy opposition leader who just makes a statement that is flimsy and doesn't make sense because they want to be seen to oppose. If you're not opposed, oppose, great. But my goodness, can they be context? Can they be substance? Hi, Clement. Um, I travel that route quite a lot and there's always, there's always um, traffic cops there. So I'm not sure where were they today. There's always traffic cops there on the M1. So I'm not sure what happened today that there was no even a traffic cop for such for such a thing to happen you know so yeah i find it quite strange good morning i'm phoning from edenvale it's dominic speaking i'm very surprised that the guy from jmpd says they <laughs> this is seems to be new i'm in the insurance industry and it's probably four or five years now that i've got clients that get hijacked in peak hour traffic um, in busy, busy roads, have uh, even their cars stolen, um, and it's been going on for a while. Uh, Modafontine Road is one of the other hotspots where I've had two clients already hijacked there, and I've heard of many more. Um, and now I know why nothing's been done because it looks like they're very surprised that it's been happening. <laughs> Yet it's been happening for three or four years at least, um, as I've been involved with it. And firsthand heard what happens. Yeah. Thanks for an awesome show as usual. Have a good day. Bye. Yeah, thank you, man. Have a good day too. I think there's no question about the robberies. I think for me, what's a big surprise now is you've got these gun-wielding criminals. Like they're going around with heavy weaponry to rob people who are stuck in traffic. Yo, it's a minute after.